0: Morning, partner. What do we got today, Gray? 25-year-old Caucasian female, Tracy Calloway. Same as the other? Same as the others. Bloody hell. Join homicide detectives Dean Tidwell and Grayson Copeland as they delve into the darkness that their city welcomes with open arms. As they search for a serial killer, known only as the Gray-Eyed Man, from slaughtering his next victim they put their jobs families and lives in jeopardy only to learn there's more than one read it all in david k montoya's book through the eyes of madness available at mythmart.com and where books are found this book is not for the faint of heart consider yourself warned now enjoy this free jayzo modcast show hey there this is ralph garman and you are listening to the world of myth bits you made an excellent choice g'day from sa this is tim here with episode 225 of the world of myth Coming to you today with uh, real mixed emotions. To- today is the um, the anniversary of the passing of my mother-in-law, and it's been a uh, very interesting day. I uh, I drew a few tears with a special poem that I wrote for her for Barbara's second anniversary. Um, we caught up with my wife's dad as well, which was lovely, took my son up with us too, Um, yeah, miss you Barbara, miss you like crazy, and the the ripples of the effect of your loss, Um, yeah, it's it's a really surreal, really weird feeling, and also for myself, thinking that Barbara's been a, like, out of our lives, but, but still remembered for two years. (coughs) And my, my mum's been, um, 13, 12, 13 years, I think. So it's, yeah, it's that, is the feeling different, or is it the same, or is it the, like, time? Like, will things change with time? Um... Yeah, I'm not sure I don't know but it's yeah it's a, a very very emotional day and then um I found out through an email that one of my stories uh a story that I submitted for um Furious Fiction Australian Writers Centre Furious Fiction and that is difficult to even get a mention in the um the monthly results and my story was um included in full win publication uh, as part of the, um, the the email, like one of the highlighted stories for um, for May, so yeah, I'm I'm and in one side, I'm really sad and upset and drained, but on the other side, I'm sort of a bit euphoric as well. It's like a, a real crazy. hotchpotch of of different feelings. It's yeah, it's a challenge, uh, but it's um the only chance that I've got to sort of sit down. Uh, I was hoping over the last couple of days, but um, I've had the kids sick at home, so I've sort of come home from work rather than staying at work rather than having that opportunity to record the podcast. And normally I'd be I'd have my rostered day off from work, and I'd have, like, my wife would be at work, but because it's fallen her mum's anniversary of her death, I don't think anybody is really going to be fit to to sort of soldier on and and march into work um, with that kind of emotion charging through you. Uh, so, um, so yeah, the we spent the day together, and I think that was very important. Um, so now I'm taking the opportunity while we've sort of we've crashed for the day uh, and um, we're uh, snoozing and napping and um, that sort of thing. I thought I'd grab a quick forty minutes or so and yeah, get a, uh, a few ideas down. Um, and um, yeah, in this this strange headspace that I'm in, uh, this is the best you're gonna get. So uh, episode 225, uh, counting towards uh, episode 250, um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll get there, um, yeah, still plenty to say, still plenty to reflect on, um, and what I thought we'd, uh, we'd do right this very moment is uh, just quickly jump into the housekeeping for, uh, for episode 225. So where are we? Where are you, Mr. David K. Montoya? Here we go. Ha-ha! I'm clever. And I've actually sent one out to Looper and uh, to my friend Dave. Dave and Steph. And here we go. So, right off the bat, Dave's got some housekeeping for us. Dark Myth Publications is gearing up for the release of award-winning author Walter G. Esselman's novella Cowboys vs. Nazis for its June 5th release. Re, June 5th release. So that is just around the corner people. It's uh, basically probably by the time this podcast goes live it'll probably be a week away maybe if that. So make sure that you keep your keen eyes open and uh, watching Mythmart. Um Walter's got a uh, a few stories there on Mythmart already. So congratulations to you Walter. And it's very cool. Cowboys versus Nazis. Yeah, sounds like a, uh, an interesting one. I don't know if this is a kid's one either, Dave. Uh, I would probably suggest not, but definitely worth checking out. And then also during Sunday's Board of Directors meeting, Dark Myth Publications was discussing a new policy. Ah, a new policy was discussed and voted into place allowing for this division to produce more hardback books. And as a librarian, hardback books are ace. They last longer. Um, they they have a longer sho- uh, shelf life. Um, they just feel better. They feel nicer as well. So that's uh, that's a real thrilling announcement. Very, very cool. Uh, I, can- I cannot wait for... Um, to publish something with dark myth publishing and uh yeah hopefully fingers crossed to uh to be good enough to make it to that uh, that hardback stage that's pretty cool so number two awesome hardback books are uh about to come out from dark myth publishing and um their subsidiary uh publications as well so that's pretty cool so speaking of hardback books number three and the board of directors was also agreed that a new prize will be added to the open contract challenge. So for this, the fifth year open contract challenge, the 2023 challenge that is currently up and running, we've got the top 11 working towards the top, is it five, I think? Um, But the grand prize winner, so first place will receive a contract for a hardback book instead of a paperback book. So to be clear, the winner will receive an ebook and a hardback contract from Dark Myth Publishing or one of its imprints. That is really cool. Um, that makes me want to win it even even more. Uh, so fingers crossed, I uh, I go through and congratulations to the top eleven um, that I announced um, in previous podcasts. And I know that uh, there are probably other Dark Myth Publishing podcast as well that have listed the uh, the top eleven. Um, congratulations, we're we're all in the mix, um, and it's uh, anybody can possibly win, which is really cool. Uh, I know Jim and Dawn uh, and James uh, and a few others uh, as well. Really, really talented storytellers and really, really talented writers. And I know for one, uh, Dawn. You're really putting a lot of effort and a lot of focus into this uh, this competition, so competition is fierce. Uh, it's wonderful the support that we're all giving each other too, though, which I think is uh, is really cool. But I know um, Dawn, when uh, when you get to the top two, uh, I know it's uh, it's going to be uh, knives out, and um, you'll be going for blood as, as well as first prize. So uh, good luck everyone. Alright, so since we are still talking, so this is number four, uh, housekeeping number four, since we are talking about the Open Contract Challenge, Walter G. Esselman has formally returned as the Chief Director of the contest. He will also retain his duties as President of the company and Chairman of the Board of Directors. So congratulations to Walter, welcome back. Welcome back to the hot seat. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to that uh, lovely librarian that um, we were uh, that was suggested would be um, taking over the running of the open contract challenge it does look like it is a huge contest to uh, to try and manage to try and run and, uh, and adjudicate and uh, and that sort of thing so um, yeah welcome back Walter I, I have to say when I did get the email I was surprised to see that it came from Walter but it was uh Pleasing to uh, to receive an email from somebody who I consider to be uh, uh, an old friend and a um, very much uh, well experienced in the game as well. So uh, yeah, just wanted to say again, welcome back to you, Walter, in uh, in that key role and uh, and great to have you in uh, steering the ship once more. Then. Number five, there's also been a change in leadership roles over the weekend. Stephanie J. Bardi has formally vacated the title of CEO of Dark Myth Publishing and will remain uh, editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Publishing uh, until issue number 12 is finished for American Smash. Uh, And there will be more of that in just a moment. Uh, More information to come. David K. Montoya will be returning in full capacity as Chief Executive Officer for the Jaso Mon Dark Myth Company. Then, number six, further on, furthermore, the company's Chief Financial Officer, Gary Foles Jr., had to temporarily step down due to a serious illness in his family. So I'm sorry to hear that, Gary, and I'm sure that we are all sending our condolences. Hopefully, um, things turn out okay for your family um our our hearts and our thoughts are um are with the the falls family now at this very difficult time uh sending prayers and and hopefully um things turn around so steph will be interim cfo and treasurer until gary returns or is elected permanently oh so steph will be interim cfo and Treasurer, until Gary returns or until Steph is elected permanently in that position. So, um, I mean, hopefully you come back, Gary, uh, but understand the, the pressures of that role and um, not sure what's going on with your family. Uh, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully uh, things do end up better, Uh but if you do end up in that role, Steph, I'm sure that you will do an exceptional exceptional job, just as you do uh, an exceptional job in uh, anything else that uh, that I've sort of had the pleasure of, uh, of dealing with you through the, uh, the Dark Myth family and Dark Myth publishing. And then number seven, it was decided in Dark Myths Comics that American Smash number one Will be inked by the series regular inker GD Patrick who was not part of the company when the first issue was being made so it's going to be sounds like it's going to be re-inked and redesigned so the storyline will stay the same um, but we're going looking for consistency, consistency I suppose um, so that's kind of cool uh, also God Time Ishmael the series ongoing colorist. Will also recolor issue one, so I assume God Time Ishmael didn't color issue one. But anyway, that sounds like very cool news. So uh, congratulations to uh, G D Patrick, and um, also to God Time. Great to have you uh, involved in the uh, the re-release of American Smash issue one. And then number eight, we're circling back. As mentioned previously, Stephanie J. Barty will be the editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Publications until after issue 12 of American Smash. This will happen as the current editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Comics, Henry Henrik, will be moving into the role of comic publisher after issue 12. Then the jobs of EIC of Publications and Comics will be unified and Steph will become the editor-in-chief of the Jezoy Mon Dark Myth Company, something that hasn't happened since the late, great Terry G. Shears as editor-in-chief of the company until 2013. So that's kind of big news. Huge news. So I guess congratulations, Steph. Get ready to wear multiple hats and do it extremely well. And then number nine, over at uh, MythMart, They have added new horror-themed t-shirts designed by Walter G. Esselman. So go check them out at www.mythmart.com And what was I going to mention? I was going to mention... Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, make sure that you... So the the book sales are going well, so keep that up. Well done, everyone. And thank you so much for supporting this great company by purchasing books. Um, But... Yeah, but don't forget that there are some great t shirts and great other things like uh, the comic books, um, also uh, uh, e books as well. Um, uh, yeah, make sure, but make sure that you jump on, make sure that you grab a, a t shirt and wear it proudly. Help to promote this amazing company um, with your heart on your sleeve, I suppose, or your sleeve on your heart, One one way or the other. Uh, And then finally, starting next month, Dave Montoya will be returning to the JSO Modcast Network, as he will be hosting Flashbacks, a podcast that will pull three random episodes from our shows, from our archives, from the past, uh, whether they are still active or retired, and play them for everyone's entertainment. So keep an ear out for that. I reckon that's a pretty cool idea, definitely. So uh, can't wait, hopefully you, you share that um, far and wide, uh, Dave and, and Steph, um, Miss Looper, make sure you howl back uh, to the, uh, the full moon uh, and uh, we other werewolf uh, lycanthrop pick up the cry uh, and send that uh, throughout the, uh, the social media platforms that um, these great previous editions of uh, the different podcasts uh, are making a resurrection. Uh, I do actually have something that I need to announce as well. Uh, I have been suggesting incorrectly that the uh, world of myth we had until the middle of May to send in our submissions, and I had assumed that that was going to be for a June edition of the E mag, no September September edition of the E. Actually, I don't know what I was thinking. I've, I've basically I've blurted out something in uh, in previous podcasts uh, suggesting that people submit and submit now. Um, uh, and basically the upshot of it is that. The new magazine is coming out, but it won't come out in the new e-format until September. So late September, we should expect to see the items that we've submitted throughout May. And October, we will see the items that we will be submitting or have already started submitting for late May and throughout June, up to June the 15th. So make sure that you have your October Halloweeny Sort of hat on uh, at the moment when you're you're writing and submitting um, and now is the the time to uh, to send those in. I've actually got to get on to my niece, and hopefully we can sit down and uh, produce a uh, a wonderful October themed uh, poem to uh, to go with a wonderful Christmas poem that uh, that we had published that I um, was able to get published for her. In, uh, in December which she was mighty thrilled about so uh, yeah hopefully I know that's uh, something that she wants to work on together that um, yeah the I can't wait actually I'm pretty excited about that uh, that opportunity to sit down with Tills and actually put our heads together and, uh, and see what we can come up with so that is housekeeping for uh, episode 225 uh, I hope that I've cleared up and not confused anybody any further uh, about what's happening with the scheduling of the um, the new e magazine. Uh, also, um, looking forward to hearing who goes through with the open contract challenge. I still can't believe I'm still like I'm completely and utterly thrilled that uh, that I've made it through to the um, the eleven. Uh, and what's actually very very interesting is the eleventh is a wild card, um, but they've actually listed the eleven that have been selected to move forward uh, alphabetically. So um, you can't say, oh yes, number eleven uh, is a is a bit of a wild card entrant. It could be any one of us listed in that top eleven. Um, that was sort of selected as, oh, yeah, these are all top 10. And then, oh, but this one here, we we sort of, we, we want to let go through and see how it goes. There's like a, um, yeah, the we, uh, we couldn't cut it off at 10. We needed to let that last one sort of sneak through. So I, I like that. I've sort of, I've scoured the list and I've gone, ooh, that's interesting. And this is position 11. And then I've sort of sat and I've thought about it and I've thought they've listed them all alphabetically by surname so you don't really know where you sort of fit in that top 11 um, how strong a story idea or how strong a, a publishing idea you've sort of started off with uh, but it's such a thrill and such an honour to be in the mix for such a, a tough competition uh, and I do I, I wish everybody the best of luck and I wish we could all win that that prize is amazing uh, and I have to say as an, as an author, as a self-published author I didn't have books to sell and then when I did have books to sell I ended up giving them away um now that I've got my children's book I'm more interested in selling them and selling myself and not giving them away and the more that I'm promoting the fact that the neighbour from M uh, mkids press is actually out there it's available for people to buy to read um I'm getting more and more feedback from fam- friends and family and local community and uh and that sort of thing that I need to do an event I need to do like a launch uh and actually there was a um we had a children's author come in for history month um a week or so ago I reckon it was last last week this week just been um Corinne Fenton, who's done, like, Australian classics, like, um, The Dog on the Tucker Box. Uh, she's done a children's book of that, uh, cat called Trim, which is all about, um, oh, an Australian, famous Australian naval explorer. Ah, uh, their, their cat aboard the ship, um, or the, the lots of different ships that um, this captain, ah, oh, Matthew Flinders, Flinders—that's the um, the name of the explorer. Um, yes, the um, cat called Trim. Trim was uh, Matthew Flinders' cat, and um, Corinne's actually uh, done a story about Trim, the cat, which is kind of cool. Uh, and lots and lots of other amazing, wonderful stories that she 's written for for kids and uh, the yeah, it was really interesting talking to her and then she said, "Oh, you have to have a launch like a launch is very important and then there was a lady come in um just the other day uh she 's traveling around south australia uh come from Victoria coming into south australia um and the the two states are bordered, so it 's not like a a huge journey for her but she's sort of traveling through spruiking this book that she's published uh her second novel which is kind of cool and congratulations to her but she's trying to encourage libraries to buy a copy and for me personally i think that libraries are very much um a great way to get your book into people's minds um So I'm hoping that I can sell uh, a large number of copies of The Neighbour to South Australian Libraries. uh, And in turn, I will be working on the promotion and the um, spreading the word about my children's book to lots and lots of other libraries uh, in different states. And even I'm hoping over to... um, to New Zealand as well, who's a neighbouring country of, of Australia. I, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, that I can get copies of my book there too. The catch, and there's always a catch, um, the, the catch for me is the fact that being a Californian publication, uh, American publication uh, with Dark Myth Publishing uh, or um, M Kids Press, I've had to take every single British spelling or Australian spelling of a word, or um the kind of spelling that uh New Zealand uses as well, Canada uses as well, uh and I've had to change it all to American. So I've had to drop the U's in uh in different words. Um I've had to I've uh, my kids I was reading the five chapter story with my kids Uh, over a couple of nights and every time I said the word mom like m o m instead of mum m u m uh, I got a giggle out of them they're like mom that's such a funny word and I'm like but that's how they spell it that's that's how I had to spell it because that's the way that Americans spell mom so but anyway the hopefully libraries uh, here in the southern hemisphere will still want to pick up the book. Um, regardless of what they suppose is uh, is poor spelling or, or poor grammar what, what's right for one isn't always right for everyone but anyway um, we're, I've been rambling on and uh, I have to apologise to, uh, to poor Mr David K Montoya he's given me the theme for episode 225 um, I asked him and Steph for an idea for theme and 224 Steph won out, she was the first to sort of give me the theme for that one so I promised Dave that I would actually cover off his theme in 225 uh, and we haven't even started to, uh, to discuss this idea but let's dive straight into it now so Dave's theme is how do you charge your battery how do you dig deep and find the time in this busy world with work and family and other commitments. How do you find the time for writing, for creating, for hobbies, for for the, the fun stuff? How do you pull that extra energy together? How do you charge your creative battery? So thanks for this, uh, this great hot topic. Um... Uh, and I say hot topic because it literally is I'm a week away from four weeks off. I've taken a solid four-week break uh, and I can already see the list of jobs that I've got around the house is going to eat savagely at my riding time. I can see as well, uh, my wife has gone, oh great, you've got four weeks off, you can do all the school runs, you can do all the stuff to do with the kids and that sort of thing. I'm going to take a massive break myself. I'm going to step away from all of that sort of responsibility because that's a lot of stuff that falls back on her because I'm working full time. I'm at work when the school pickup happens or I'm at work when it's time to drop the kids to their work or um, quite often there'll be stuff that... um, So my son starts at 3pm and finishes at 6pm and then I knock off at 6pm so he can't wait around at his work waiting for me to swing past so my poor wife, while she's cooking tea for the whole family has to stop what she's doing and then head out and that sort of thing so there's a lot going on Um I'm kind of glad that I'm going to be able to pitch in more over these next four weeks Uh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's going to be good. But I'm hoping that I get a lot of reading time. Um, get stuck into a few Terry Pratchett books, which I haven't. Uh, he's my favourite author of all time, and I've come across a few kids' books by him that I haven't actually read yet. So I'm looking forward to sort of sinking my teeth into those. Um, and also, um, writing. I've got a project that I kind of need to have the first draft done by the 1st of June. So of course I won't be able to um, actually get any of that done because my holidays start on the 5th. So none of that will happen in holidays. So I've got like manic, manic writing to do ahead so that I can sort of throw in that rough first draft. But I'm hoping that over the couple of weeks that I've got off in June, the, the four week block, that I will have a chance to actually get into um developing that story and working with the editors uh on that so that's um yeah that's a bit of a name uh, a bit of a hope uh and also I've got a few opportunities for um for writing and submitting that other writers have sort of sent my way as well hey here's um here's like an upcoming competition or here's something that's looking for um for submissions uh as well um so hope hopefully that's that's something i can sort of uh get my head around and then i also um i'm i've had to rush my submission for payetra's tale for um the September magazine, so the one that I've just submitted this month. So it's like a, it's almost like a, a half a submission. So I really want to get back into uh, putting another solid three thousand worder together for that sort of continuing off where um, that pivotal point where I've left that one. Um, maybe even looking into. Beginning uh, Raven's Tale as well. So, the sort of the, the story of the other character that I'm going to try and thread through the um, 20 to 30 episodes of Paethras Tale that I've been so far writing. Um, and then I also want to look at where I'm taking this story about Bee and Bear um and fox and and co uh where that's sort of heading as well i've got a lot of rods in that pot bubbling away uh i want to try and return back through some of those submissions to find out where those threads need to be tied together and uh and that sort of thing so I, um, I've got a a lot of writing ahead, and then also with the um, the publication of the neighbour, I want to start working on my second story. I've got a, a an idea for another story, um, and then also I've come across a couple, two other stories which I wrote way way back in the past, around about the time that I wrote the initial chapters for the neighbour. Um, and uh, I want to uh, to start looking at that uh, and then also um, I've got to s- catch up with um, Steph sort of reach out to Steph as the chief editor to find out where we're at with my um, fantasy parody novella because I believe that's coming out in August which I'm super excited about so I've seen the amazing stuff that um, Dark Myth publishing does uh, producing books, I want my next book to come out too. So uh, so I'm I'm keen to find out what's happening there and whether there's some stuff while I'm on holidays in June, whether there's some stuff that I can start doing towards the August date so that it's not all suddenly come mid or late July and we're suddenly scratching our heads going, oh my gosh like we're only a couple of weeks away. Where are we at with editing? Uh, Cause this is gonna be a real challenging one depending on the size of the page. There's um, certain formatting that will be a requirement for uh, for each page to make sure that it matches up with footnotes. The um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the um, Prachetton style of uh, of comic humor uh, in writing the story and then producing the footnote that links to the joke sort of down at the bottom of the page or the the that sort of way that um, Sir Terry used uh, with the original Discworld stories uh, that sort of mechanic. Uh, I've I've hoped to produce something similar, uh, a, a bit of a homage to my hero that I uh, I wrote many 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 moons ago. Uh, that I'm super thrilled it's uh, is finally going to see light of day, uh, and I'm honoured that uh, that I'm able to place it in uh, in the hands of uh, of Steph and Dave, and I reckon they're going to do an amazing job with it. But I um. Yeah, I uh, I want to make sure that that editing each page is perfectly placed, uh, and oh, I uh, I don't know what sort of a cover will uh, will suit this one. This one's definitely not a children's story. And speaking of covers, oh, I I hope I haven't jinxed myself, but I was thinking about the cover for my submission for um, the open contract challenge. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm like I'm I'm a bit of a, a boy boy in a candy store now. Now that I've sort of had my first taste of how good these books can look from um, from Dark Myth Publishing, uh, I'm I'm sort of eager for more. Uh, so so yeah, um, so hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, if you're listening, w- w- if we do. Ever get to uh, to publication state and regardless of if I uh, I manage to uh, to secure first place in uh, in this year's open contract challenge, uh, I hope that I will be able to move forward with um, a future potential publication date for uh, for this particular story because I'm really really loving the whole fantasy element and the the, the strange idea of these three entities and their um, their dark cultish supporters uh, and how there's the uh, the out the, the end game is the the end of the world of course, but which of these dark entities is actually going to see that through uh, and will the heroes sweep in um, in the final moment? And uh, and save the day. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot going on there, um, and hopefully it's something that um, if uh, if I do succeed, all well and good and wonderful, and uh, it'd be utterly amazing. Um, yeah, and to to have a um, like a, a stall at a, an event, um, especially one run by um, Dark Myth publishing and like jay jay zomon uh as a company would uh would be incredible would be uh like an an absolute thrill and a dream come true for many of us i'm sure uh but for this aussie kid uh in a uh a, a little town in southern australia called murray bridge um yeah it would uh would certainly be um a a big big deal um I don't think that my friends and family and community would let me get away with that being my uh, my first ever event, though. So I, I would sort, certainly have to have at least one event, uh, a local one here in Murray Bridge, under my belt before, uh, before anything like that happened. But hey, this is me dreaming big, uh, hoping for the best uh, and getting excited. And I guess if we come around to it, that's kind of how I charge my battery. That's how I... Um, I, I love spending time with friends and family. Um, but it's like those quiet moments and those interim successes. That sort of... You... yeah You wonder and wonder and wonder. You write and write and write. And then when you get that feedback. Like um, the... Like an email, there's there's an email that I got from um, a publisher that I send stories to, that he looks at a heat map of where his on his online stories, his online magazines, um, where the readers, what part of the world the readers are from, and so you you sort of get a hey, your top ten, or hey, your number one, your story was the most read out of all of the stories that were submitted. This month, and here's the the heat map of the places where your your story was being read, and that's kind of cool to sort of get that feedback. Um, I've just got the the email back um, to say that one the story that I submitted for um, Furious Fiction um, that has been included in the highlighted stories, it didn't win I didn't get the 500 and I will still aim tenaciously to uh, to try and get that $500 um, that'd be kind of cool to be able to turn around to family and say hey guess what my 500 words won for the month and now we're $500 richer that'd be pretty sweet, definitely um, but regardless it's like a, a, a thrill this is a tough competition. They, they get like thousands and thousands of entries from all over the world. It's, it might be Australian Writers Centre that's running the competition, but uh, not necessarily Australian, uh, not necessarily South Australian, not necessarily Australian. It's international, the um, the submissions. Oh, from here, there and everywhere. Um, and it's anybody can win. Like there, there have been a few American winners as well and they basically turn around and go look we're really sorry that it's only 500 australian that you win but still a win is a win so congratulations um to win us dollars would be pretty epic definitely for uh especially for a uh, an aussie boy um because they're worth that little bit more over here which is kind of cool um but yes recharging your battery It's, for me, spending time with family. It's the sitting in front of the TV and enjoying a family film. Um, It's the, as weird as it is, it was today. It was spending time with family and reminiscing on uh, the beautiful person that my mother-in-law Barbara was that, has sort of inspired me or energized me to, to sit down as blurry as my emotions currently are at the moment it's uh, yes, yeah, taking the opportunity to actually create the podcast, create the episode um, share those feelings and share the, the, the highs, the lows and everything else that goes along with life um, yeah, it's it's being with people that you love. I think for me that charges my battery. Uh, I uh, I very early on identified myself as that introvert that likes to stand at the top of the hill in a lightning storm, shake his fist at the gods, and say, "Don't look at me." That's that's me in a nutshell. I uh, I'm more than happy to be in the spotlight as long as I can step away from the spotlight uh, as soon as is humanly possible to do so. Uh, and that's the the thing. I, I don't know how I'll go with standing at that lectern and addressing the community and saying, this is me, this is my story, this is the book that I've produced, I hope you like it and I hope you buy it. But I'm willing to give it a try. I am willing and raring. Uh, all I have to do is buy a few copies. Maybe 20 or so. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed. Hope for the best. And uh, and see where we get to. Uh, we, we have had a, an event at my local library with a local author for children's books who... Literally, like we we packed the meeting room. Uh, we had probably 142 people through for that day, and that was majority. A, a good 120 or so were for that author, for for Carrie, and Carrie's an amazing author. But she's got great connections within the community as well at that level. Like. She was a kindergarten teacher for one of the the local most popular kindergartens in Murraybridge. She was a uh, reception year one teacher at one of the schools uh, here in Murraybridge as well. Um, She's made great connections with community. Uh, And so I'm hoping that my role as a librarian, um, my role as the team leader of the local community library, will hopefully be able to bring some people through, some families through um, and yeah, hopefully friends and and family can can help spread the the news as well Uh, and I know my wife, the amazing event planner that she is, uh, the kind of girl that that loves a party uh, and loves to have friends and family around her having a good time. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can trust in her being able to make uh, an author event and a, um, a book launch incredible and magical and um, very well supported. So, uh, so on that note, hopefully all of your events, uh, all of your book publications, all of your stories, all of your submissions are successful. Um, you find a way to recharge your creative battery uh, and write and draw. And create this or create just create whatever it is we are creative people we love to to produce from our imagination um, and we love to share uh, those creations so uh, make sure that you go out make sure that you um, you share what it is that you've got in your head and don't let it remain stuck there Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening.